Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now save $30 on the American-made steel FS56 RCE trimmer. Real steel. The FS56 RCE is made in America of U.S. and global materials. Offer valid through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Coming up in 20 minutes, three things the Titans must do to beat the Chiefs. That's coming up. Outkick 360 rolls on across the Outkick network and live from 6th and Peabody, downtown Nashville. Our studios here at 6th and Peabody with Yeehaw Beer, Old Smoky Moonshine, the distillery, the brewery, right here on site behind the Music City Center. Quick Titans injury report directly from A.J. Brown, who's been out the last two days with illness and whose food poisoning last week he reported was a result of Chipotle. He tweets, My body is rejecting any food I eat. This sure ain't no joke. That's not good. Not keeping any food down or That's more than in. just uh, some salmonella from uh, Chipotle onions. Yeah. I mean, I think Chipotle's feeling better about itself in that well, there was, uh, A.J. Brown's rejecting everything, not just Mexican. The, the, the CDC, I think, had, or the, the FDA put out uh, a warning about onions, eating raw onions, as there's a huge salmonella outbreak, and that could have been a problem because pretty much everything at Chipotle would have raw onions in it. So it could be salmonella poison, but this sounds like something worse than that. The Joe Rexroad was saying go immediately to that Chipotle because as soon as a restaurant gets a bad health rating, it then is cleaned up and you should go there. But we don't know that it got a bad health rating. It just got a bad A.J. Brown rating. Isn't there an onion problem right now? Yeah, that's, that's what, what I was just saying. talking about. Yeah. yeah, You know where I'm not going to get... Um, it's cooked. Uh, yeah. well, A.J. said he's not eating I don't any think fast food anymore. I don't think they're cooked at Chipotle. They're cooked at a lot of places. You know where you're not going to get uh, salmonella poison? Right here at uh, 6th and Peabody. And we're going to be here Saturday without Kick the Tailgate. And you can actually join us on Saturday. You can join us tomorrow, too. We're going to be out in the beer garden. But we're going to be here live Saturday morning, 8 to 11 a.m. Central Time. Drink specials. There's going to be some food on site. Maybe that food is free for you on site as well. And a a great guest list that we're going to be talking a lot about and we'll be posting on social media. So if you're in Middle Tennessee, you want to come by and hang out and uh, meet some really cool people, not just sports people too, from all walks of life. It's going to be a big uh, morning into well, the early afternoon on we Saturday. We can mention uh, a couple of them for Saturday morning. Uh, Albert Hainsworth will be with us Saturday morning here at 6th and Peabody for Outkick the Tailgate. Kix Brooks will be on site as well. Uh, looking forward to that. Uh, was chatting with him earlier today. He is uh, he's pumped. He's ready to go. Vanderbilt be, head coach uh, Clark Lee yeah, Clark is going to be, be with us with, uh, with Barton Simmons, the general on manager of Vanderbilt football. Uh, kind enough to yeah, that's right. Join us on game day. So it's going to be a really cool guest list chance to to meet some 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 uh, some cool people, celebrities, and uh, a chance to get some free food, drink specials. Come hang out with us this Saturday. Let us know by the way on social media. I know Dylan's on the social media account right now, and we're going to put out uh, announcements about this. Our DMs are open. Messages. us. Let us know if you want to be a part of it. There Slide is, in. There is a capacity that we have to be under, so let us know if you want to be a part of it, and we'll get you down. 
Looking forward to it. And tomorrow's show, special edition with Keith Bullock, J.P. Aaron Sibia, uh, and much more uh, straight ahead tomorrow, starting at 2 o'clock Central, live from 6th and Peabody to get you ready for the football weekend. The football weekend includes Tennessee at Alabama. Um, how many players on Alabama's roster would need the poisoning that A.J. Brown has gone through for Tennessee to stand a chance in this game, Chad? They would need to eat the entire Chipotle that A.J. Brown ate, uh, ate from. They would just need to, whatever food is in there, the entire roster, however they could consume whatever is in a Chipotle at one time, yeah. that's how uh, Tennessee could, could win this game. I, I say that, and I think there's a world where if Hendon Hooker's completely healthy, well, we saw, and we if saw Kyle the world. is completely healthy, I think there is a world where Tennessee puts up some points. We visited that planet uh, a couple and weeks college, ago. Yeah, that, that different planet is called College Station, which is yeah. a different planet in many ways. Um, look, I think that if Tennessee is, is healthy with Hendon Hooker, healthy with Tyon Evans, they could put up some points on Alabama this weekend, and that could be a lot of fun for Tennessee fans. I just don't see it where Tennessee is right now trying desperately to get to their bye week to get some guys healthy for the stretch run, which includes two games that should be for sure wins against South Alabama and Vandy at home and a game against Georgia that's a for sure loss and a toss-up game, I think, at Kentucky uh, that could be. So I I think getting healthy is is key number one for Tennessee in the future. But for this game, they got to play with who they've got. Hendon Hooker practiced today. I don't think he practiced a lot. I would be shocked right now as we sit here on Thursday if Tennessee played Hendon Hooker in this game. Not because he couldn't gut it out and play, not at 100%. I think he could if they wanted him to play. I just It feels like a team that after that Ole Miss effort in that game and the injuries leading up to that game and in that game, they wanted that three-week period with the bye week upcoming to get ready for Kentucky. I don't think Hinton Hooker plays in this game for that reason. These three keys I'm going to give you for it could be remotely interesting for Tennessee and Alabama. Much, much tougher with Joe Milton at quarterback who will probably uh, get the keys to the Tennessee offense in this game. How bad is Harrison Bailey for him not to even get be considered after what we've seen from Joe Milton? Uh, I, we know I, he's I don't, not terrible. We I saw him last year. I don't think it's as much... He's bad as he can't run. And I think that they know that right now... That means he can't they, run out of bounds. That's great. They yeah. need a, they yeah. need a run <laughs> a big advantage. I mean, look, Joe Milton uh, has had some long runs as while he was quarterback. Harrison Bailey's just never going to give you that. So I think it's more of a preference of we need someone who at least can run a quarterback draw properly, like like Joe Milton can if, if Hendon Hooker can't go. I don't know. It's a great question. I, I'd like to see Harrison Bailey, quite frankly... Uh, before and I maybe see we Milton. will, but yeah. we've seen enough of Joe Milton to know that you're not you're not staying competitive in this game with him at QB. Well, key number one, for instance, I think Harrison Bailey's got a lot better odds to actually do this than Joe Milton. Hit at least two shot passes for thirty plus yards. Javante Payton has been the go-to guy deep down the field. He had a great opportunity against Ole Miss. I'm pretty sure it was right after the controversial no touchdown on the fumble that they went deep, and he should have had it, had it knocked out the last second. They need at least two of those to make this thing interesting where they get the big play. He had the huge 70-yard touchdown against Florida also. Uh, Joe Milton has not shown the ability to put any touch on the football to complete those passes. Harrison Bailey could do that. He's an accurate guy. I mean, he could hit a couple shots down the field. They need that badly. 
Number two for me, a full stable. As you heard from Josh Heupel this week, we're getting closer to a full stable of running backs. Tennessee has to have that full stable available in this game. That is both Tyon Evans and Jabari Small. They've not really had that since week one against Bowling Green. They haven't really had the ability to go to two different guys because it's either been Small or Evans that's been hurt as they've gone on. So they've really had a one-back system with the occasional Laneith Whitehead coming in as a big back option, and then Marcus Pierce, the walk-on, getting carries in the fourth quarter against Ole Miss. So those guys being healthy, having a stable of running backs, that's key, number two. And number three, defensively, make Bama earn it. It's the reverse of key number one of hitting the big shots down the field. Make Bama drive it, at least. Don't give up the huge plays repeatedly. Because when you make them run plays, Tennessee is sound enough on defense where if you run enough plays against them, they're going to get a positive play. They're going to get a sack. They're going to blow up a screen pass for a loss of six. They're going to do something to affect a drive that gives you a chance to get off the field without Alabama scoring a touchdown. That's a win every time for this defense against Alabama. I think that's going to be key if Tennessee, again, this is not to win against Alabama. I don't think that's happening but if these things line up, maybe we're looking at it in the second half saying, boy, this is a lot closer than anyone expected. Henry To'o To'o against Tennessee is a matchup I want to watch. I want to watch Tennessee go at him. I, mean, I want I, to watch. I want to see how they react to the former teammate that bolted for uh, top team in the country at the spite. time. I don't think that Alabama and their coaches will be foolish enough to put him in bad spots like this. But Henry To'o To'o for Tennessee got lit up across the middle of the field with tight ends, with passing routes across the middle, running backs going out, crossers across the middle. If Henry To'o To'o is in coverage, that was a weakness of his in Tennessee. There would be some karmic justice if Tennessee went after him in the passing game over the middle. We haven't seen a ton over the middle Oh, in Josh Heifel's offense, it's typically Valus Jones yeah. going across the middle. Cedric Tillman also had a nice post for a touchdown against Ole Miss. I think there'd be a lot of justice in that for Tennessee fans if they saw Tennessee exploit that uh, with Henry Toto across the middle. But again, I don't think Bama coaches will put him in that position. It's doubtful that having seen their weaknesses and probably attack them themselves, they're going to make him susceptible to that sort of thing. Well, but and I'll, I'll say this also. I, I know it sounds like I'm way down on Tennessee and way high on Alabama. I am very high on Alabama. I still think they're the second best team in the country when all said and done behind Georgia. Tennessee's offense is no fluke. This is legitimate. They're, they, are, they have done this enough now where when they have their guys, they are going to move the ball quickly and score points. I think Tennessee could score a good amount of points against Alabama. No. I really do. No, but it takes not with Joe Milton. It takes exactly. It takes Hendon Hooker healthy <laughs> to do that. It's not going to happen with Joe Milton. I'm just, I just don't see it. And I understand the but they thinking. Should play Hendon Hooker if he can play. I don't know. I, I, I think you make sure he's got an ankle and a knee. I, I'd say the I, same for Tyon Evans for the Mays brothers. For anyone that could, yeah. if, if there's a chance you could be at 100% in two weeks and they go to Lexington, you sit. I hate you this, sit this game. conceding, waving the white flag. I hate it. What would you do? 
I think if I mean, what percent is he at? Is he eighty percent? If he's eighty percent, play him. Try try to go win a game. I hate this. We're going to concede this week. Wave the white flag because we have a chance to win next week. It's it's and, not and big bad Bama is not not touchable for us. So we're not going to try. If you're at eighty percent and you could risk worse injury that puts you out for the rest of the year, why not rest with a bye week coming up and be at a hundred percent? Not just for Kentucky, but for Kentucky, for Georgia. For South Alabama, for Vandy. Because I want to see you try to win this week. I want to see you try to win What are the Browns doing tonight? Uh, the Browns are going to play the guys who can play. They're tonight. resting Baker Mayfield after Baker Mayfield got in front of the media and said he was going to play through the pain. The next day, they ruled him out. Yeah, I mean, Generally, it's a, guys play if they can play. He's been playing for a month. Huh. It's a business decision. Well, Hooker hasn't played for a month. Hooker hasn't played for a game yet. And he couldn't walk off the field. I'm saying, if he's around 80%, I'd like to see him play. I'd like to see him try to compete with Alabama instead of saying, you know what, we're off next week and we have a good chance to win against Kentucky. So, don't don't go. I don't think that it's going to be up to Hendon Hooker. It's not going to be up to Hendon Hooker. I mean, it's going to be a Tennessee football decision. I know how it works. But the Tennessee football decision, it sounds like everybody knows, is going to be. We'll I mean, we'll it. see. We'll pretty Look, much I'm, mail it in on this I, one and worry about I, I am, I am saying that not with the intimate knowledge of what they're going to do. I'm saying that because he barely practiced yesterday and today. Right. Josh Heupel said he was able to give it a go a little bit today. I just don't think that a guy, we're here on Thursday, they're about to travel tomorrow to Alabama. I just don't see them saying, you know, get out there and you're saying 80%, maybe it's 70, maybe it's 60. I don't think they're going to say, go out there and do this. And I also don't think they're going to say that to a guy who can't run. And I mean, part I'm of the intrigue with Hendon Hooker is he's the best mobility. runner at quarterback. And the reason that you would start Joe, the only reason you start Joe Milton over Harrison Bailey is because he can run. Bailey. And Harrison Bailey can't. Bailey must really suck at what he's good at, too. <laughs> that you wouldn't put that on, on the field over Milton. I well, don't think that's the case either. I mean, they were worried about the guy transferring this offseason. Look, it's a conversation well, to be had on Monday. He transfers now. Well, it's a conversation to be had on Monday because we, we're saying these things. We don't know what they're going to do. If they come out there with right. Joe Milton, I mean, they could start Harrison Bailey for all I know. Hinton Hooker could be 100% for all I know and look fine and, and light up Alabama. But I do think it'll be interesting to react to what the game plan is for Tennessee. Josh Heupel also said that he's very confident Cooper Mays will be back in this game. That's good. So that's, that's good news. You can slide Jerome Carvin over to his natural position. Against that Bama front. I mean, that, that, that's massive. Uh, and, and look, Hooker, it's not like he's battling one injury. He has an ankle and a hamstring issue. Yeah. I, I'm not putting it on Hooker. I mean, if he's banged up to a degree that he can't go, I understand it. But I, I don't like the, well, you know, let's not even give it our best go because it's Bama and we can be healthy in two weeks. I'm not saying they do this, Paul, and then go out there and take a knee for four quarters. I still think you you go with what got you to this point where you're a pleasant surprise in the SEC. You go for it. I mean, whoever the quarterback is, you're taking deep shots. You're going for fourth down at midfield. You are going for success, but you're doing it with guys that aren't playing to risk serious injury the rest of the way because they're at 60%, if that makes sense. You're playing it with Joe Milton, and you're still you're going deep. You're running the ball with Milton. You're taking shots. You got some trick plays designed. 
You're very liberal on fourth down when you go for it. You're doing all those things, just not with the guys who may be out for the rest of the year. Coming up, three things the Titans must do to beat the Chiefs on Sunday. That's next on OutKick 360. Titans and Chiefs this Sunday at Nissan Stadium. Noon kickoff between Mahomes and Tannehill. Uh, Should be a a really fun game if you like offense. We all do. Over-unders at 56.5 right now at FanDuel. Highest uh, by, what, four or five points right now in in the league. They think this is the highest scoring game of the weekend. Uh, Paul, update us on the injury report where if they're going to have some power, some some flash, some uh, firepower to their horsepower in the backfield, right now A.J. Brown uh, has missed practice due to illness again, and Julio Jones remains out. His body rejecting all food, A.J. Brown said. He's actually in worse shape than Julio Jones, who is limited today so back to some degree uh a better day for the titans taylor lewan still out with a concussion chester rogers did not practice for the second day in a row um with a groin injury but others back to at least limited so only three did not participate brown lewan and rogers on the other side tyreek hill out for a second day in a row with a quad injury uh, and I'm sure he's a guy that could play without practicing all week, but uh, not at 100% right now by any means. Last time the, the Titans faced the Chiefs at Nissan Stadium, they threw it to Tyreek Hill 20 times in that game. It was around 20. It felt, it felt more than that. I think he hauled in like 13 or 14 catches that afternoon. He's a problem. And uh, this defense you know, is not built cur- as, as currently constructed. Um, with its two fastest corners, two of its three fastest corners, three of the three fastest corners, two of them definitely aren't playing. Chris Jackson, I guess, was to limited today, and um, he, you're know, not putting Jack Rabbit in that list. He's, uh, I am not putting Jack Rabbit on that list. <laughs> I mean, his be, name is Jack Rabbit. He was Come on, four. he's got to be. Jack speedy. Rabbits are darty. <laughs> uh, yeah, Chris Jackson was oh. up to limited today, and that's encouraging. But look, Chris Jackson's fast, but he's not skilled. <laughs> Yeah, he plays that's inside. A, that's a good he's way. That's a good way to describe. He's not yeah. particularly skilled. Uh, you know, he doesn't have a knack for covering somebody like Tyreek Hill. You're not going to be excited if Chris Jackson's lining up across from Tyreek Hill, though you would be more excited about that than Greg Maven or Brian Body Calhoun. I don't know it's, if there's a good answer there at it's all. It's the opposite of how anyone would probably describe us as athletes growing up: skilled but not fast. He's fast. Well, if we but had not any skilled. hope, it was going to yeah. be off. We were more skilled crafty. and not fast. I think that you see the Chiefs' record, and there is a thought, if you haven't watched them play, that they're not scoring at the same level that they have been. They lead the league in points per drive at 3.1 points per drive. They score a touchdown every 2.5 possessions. That leads the NFL. That's ahead of Buffalo and ahead of Arizona. And they have 14 turnovers in 58 total possessions on the season. The Titans, for comparison... Uh, they have 67 possessions to the Kansas City 58. Uh, they have produced tw- 29 drives of their 67 possessions have produced points on the year uh, to eight turnovers. So just keep that in mind. They, they Kansas City 58 possessions, 14 
have resulted in a turnover, and they still average 3.1 yards per possession. They're the turning season. the ball over too much, and their defense is not good. Those, Kansas those City, the far and away, things. far and away the best offense on third down. Over 60% right now, third down efficiency. No team has punted fewer times than Kansas City on the season. On the flip side, they've also forced only six punts on the year. Six punts in six weeks is what they have produced defensively. <laughs> they, they suck on defense. But their offense is going to put up points. And that, that's the question about this Titans offense. Can they control the football? Can they put up 30 or more? And that's where I start with my three keys for the Titans to beat the Chiefs. I think it's 30 or more. Uh, it's taken 30 or more for the Titans to win three of their four games. It will take that and more uh, against the Chiefs on Sunday. In the losses for the Titans, they've scored 24 points and 13 points in those games. I'm trying to wrap my head around the stat you just threw out there. They are averaging forcing one punt a game? They uh, Six punts have, through six weeks? They have forced only six punts. Now keep in mind, part of that is to beat Kansas City, you cannot punt. The Chargers beat them. People go for They it. didn't punt. They went for it on fourth down. So that's not to say that the Kansas City defense hasn't got teams to fourth down. But teams can't elect to kick field goals or punt. You have to go for it and be aggressive to win. That's still an amazing stat for, for that defense. One, they're averaging one punt yes. forced a game. Yes. Is crazy to think about. Number can't, two. Well, I'm not done with oh, number sorry. one. Sorry. Just to, to follow up with the 30, why you have to score 30 or more. Kansas City has allowed 30 or more in all of their losses. By the way, it is extremely bright in the studio all right now. All of a sudden, it sun. just really came. It is amazing. You uh, want some shades? Yeah, with the, the time of day. Uh, Lauren's they, in town now. She gets to see our golden yes, hour. Yes. <laughs> this, uh, this is the angelic this, segment of this, the show. For those Tennessee listening, we have a massive window right in front of us, and yeah. it is uh, it is as bright as it's ever been. The Tennessee Power Hour now, and this Nashville time of year in the fall, heaven. is the golden Lauren, hour. please stand on that chair and hold <laughs> great for something up. We should do our headshots right now. This is great lighting for photography. Yeah. Um, this be washed out. In Kansas City's wins, Paul, 33 points, 42 points, 31 points. Yeah. That's their... That's what they put up on offense. They've I have to describe 30. this for our radio listeners because Hutton right now looks like uh, the, yeah, the shadows uh, in Indianapolis <laughs> in, uh, in, the st- in Lucas Oil yeah, Stadium. Right. You when they see. open it up and it's like really bright on the 50 yeah. and then there's all these weird shadows. It looks like Hutton right now is in the middle yeah. of Lucas Oil Jim Stadium. Jim Irsay, we demand you fix this. Coming right on top of them. It's, it's terrific. Anyway, Hutton, continue. Sorry. The roof will remain open for today's kickoff. Um until we see otherwise, key number two is Henry has to be the finisher of these drives, these offensive drives. Um, he, when he finishes and, and they, they score, the, the Titans build their lead. That's also how they come back. Keep in mind, uh, they, he had that 13-yard touchdown run on a drive where it felt like they were going to settle for a field goal, and they didn't. Field goals will not beat Kansas City. And the Titans did not have a passing touchdown against Buffalo or Seattle. So until I see otherwise, it's Henry to finish in the red zone. It's a little bit of a circular thing. Like, can they not throw passing touchdowns or do they not need them because Henry's busy scoring all the touchdowns? Because their scoring is not bad, but it's all, uh, it, it's what, two to one rushing touchdowns to passing well, touchdowns or I, more I than that? I feel like to be fair to how much praise we gave Ryan Tannehill, um, a year ago and two years ago. I mean, what was the streak of his of his games with two or more passing touchdowns? He has six passing touchdowns right now yeah, in the it's season. It's 12 to six. 12 rushing touchdowns to six passing And touchdowns. Henry has 10 of the 12. Yep. So my point is, until I see otherwise, it's Henry 
finishing with six. Um, and he has three touchdown performances in three consecutive games. I'm not asking for three touchdowns here. But again, uh, I think you have to focus on him in the red zone if you're the Titans offense. And that also helps you in this regard. Time of possession. It helps you run clock. Incomplete passes don't do that. I'm, I'm focused on 22. This I year. would think at some point there's some easy touchdowns to be had if Derek's not running it in easily where you could play action, boot, where everybody would be committed to Derek Henry running into the end zone and Tannehill could turn around and throw it to somebody that's wide open. Baltimore and Cleveland ran all over this Kansas City defense. The Titans are up there in that shelf. They're stacked with those two teams in rushing offense. Do what you do. Take advantage of a huge weakness against this KC defense. Uh, finally, uh, and this sounds easy, but I think it's going to be extremely difficult this week. No cheap touchdowns. Um, Buffalo had a cheap touchdown right before half uh, where the receiver got behind uh, Breon Borders. That, that cannot happen this week. Force Kansas City to drive the field and get into the red zone. I actually like the Titans' defense against KC in red zone matchups. Uh, that's where Breon Borders, despite his, his speed issues, you bunch everything together in the red zone, and that takes that element away. You, you get the best of Breon Borders, not the worst, which is in between the 20s. Um, issues like that will cripple the Titans this week if they give up those bombs offensively. And it's something that Mahomes is, is, is capable of doing. He's made some, some bad throws this year, too, uh, with his interception. So can you take advantage of them being aggressive? Uh, and at least, look, I don't think defensive pass interference is all that bad this week. Um, you well, Brown Borders is on the field. Don't worry. They'll be yeah, soon. I know. You keep points off the board, and then you, get, you, you can hold Kansas City to a field goal, potentially. That's a huge win in this game. I this stack, is a fast break game. I stack two things on top of this. You really need the safeties to provide help over the top of these bad cornerbacks, but one of the safeties is going to have to play Travis Kelsey, who also needs help over the top. So you're really kind of in trouble there. And you helped me out with a stat here uh, earlier. Titans are 19th in first quarter points a year after they ranked fifth. Mm -hmm. First drives this year, five punts, a field goal, five first downs. I've pointed that out for the last yeah. two weeks. Todd Downing's script is co completely ineffective. They've got to do better with that. He talked about, you know, how like Arthur Smith, I don't really script it because, you know, a third down comes up when you're not expecting it. Yeah, that's the case for everybody. Nobody's running their first 12 plays in order like they drew it up during the game plan. But everybody's got a sense of what they want to do. And Shane Bowen himself said, when you hold teams off on those first 12, first 15, you feel a mini victory. Well, the Titans are giving a lot of mini victories away. they got to do something with that early. It's not just about fast starts. It's about coming in and saying, we've recognized these things and we're going to defeat you on them early and make you adjust. They haven't done that to anybody. Hutton, you had mentioned for all the praise of Ryan Tannehill a year ago, um, it, it comes with some criticism this year so far with him because he, it's not been the same. I know there's a lot of factors. He was great in the second half that. last week. Right in the and second half this past the week. Yes. But, but here's, if I'm just looking at, uh, breaking it down as simple as possible in this game and what I want to see, when you talk about Patrick Mahomes, you talk about a playmaker. That's the first word that comes to mind. The guy makes plays. With his feet, scrambling, obviously with his arm, he makes winning plays. 
Ryan Tannehill needs to be a playmaker in this game. He, he needs to get things done on his own at times, whether it be a scramble for a huge run, seeing that the middle opens up and you take off running at some point for a big gain, making something happen where not a lot's there. And you're going to have to do it multiple times to keep up like with Patrick did. Mahomes and what yeah, he's going right. to do. But he, it's like he, he did, did that in that. a win against the, the Chiefs here a couple of years ago, yeah, but I feel he, like. I mean, he did it against the Colts. Um, he also Very had well. two bad passes against yep. the Colts. Uh, but he, well, it's avoiding that and also he, making those plays. He helped, I won't say single-handedly, but he, he did a great job in helping winning that game against Indy earlier this year, a game he that did. they tried to hand away. Uh, where, where we, I think we will see an increase in his production is on play action because A.J. Brown is back. I know he's missed the last two practices. I expect him to play Sunday. Um, he, uh, that w- with play action in particular, and just looking at the numbers, Matt Ryan leads the NFL in play action production. And that's really no surprise because his head coach and play callers, Arthur Smith, who last year, I mean, they, they hung their hat on play action and production. Last year, Ryan Tannehill... At this time, through six games, 41 of 65 passing on play action for 669 yards and five touchdown passes. This year, he is just 29 of 48 for 422 yards, so more than 200 yards less and four touchdowns less. He only has one touchdown pass off play action. A.J. Brown being back is going to help in that category, but this is also what the Titans defense is going to face this week. Mahomes is second behind Ryan in... Matt Ryan, not Ryan Tannehill. Second behind Matt Ryan in play action efficiency. 48 of 64 on completions off play action. And the Titans just faced the Bills offense, which has more yards than any team in the NFL off of play action. Nearly 700 yards off of play action passing. So can the the Titans defense do what they did last week against Josh Allen, where they gave up yards, not points? Again, they forced them to drive. And can Tannehill, with A.J. Brown back, um, increase in that category and take advantage of the production with Henry on the field? The fourth and two is a great example. Henry's on the field, play action, first down A.J. Brown. The linebackers crept up. A.J. runs exactly where the linebackers would have been if McNichols is on the field. They've given us cause to feel pretty good about the red zone defense. Yes. The question is, you know the 25 the 29 they gave up a touchdown from in this game and beyond that the big chunk place given the concerns in the secondary given Tyreek Hill given Travis Kelsey given the chunk play propensity all of that what the things you're talking about stopping that that's where the concern is that's where I think this game's determined how much can Kansas City hit them hard dramatically and quickly time of possession in this game is certainly something the Titans want to win, but it's the kind of game they could win time of possession dramatically and yes. lose, lose big because those big plays don't take time. The, the, I think that's where Henry's real value is this week, is just possessing the football. Right, but that needs to come in tandem with good defense because if they're hitting 80-yard touchdown, it right. oh, takes yeah. 10 seconds of time of possession. But matter. can you have those long, methodical drives where you get six, right, instead of three? That... that and I also think you're going to have to be aggressive in this game. On yeah, you down. go ahead and get a big chunk play that doesn't take time, too. That's, a, that's allowed. And, uh, you know, A.J. Brown back the way he was, you know, maybe he runs away on that. And let's that, also mention Marcus pass. Johnson. We've heard a lot about him. He's now back for his third game this week. 
he's allowed to come alive. I'm not. Yeah, he was good in the first game. He didn't do much in the the second game. And and we're probably not seeing Julio Jones. Or if we do, it's limited, a very limited. Well, if Julio can't play, then we will. Maybe we do see more of Josh Reynolds in this game. I mean, how disappointing, though, is that, Hutton, you're already saying we won't see Josh Reynolds in this game. Oh, for what what they needed him to be. He's not that. He's not in the rotation if Julio and AJ are playing, because Marcus Johnson's going to get reps. Chester Rogers gets involved uh, when he's well, healthy. Chester Rogers hasn't practiced this week, so that could open a door for Josh Reynolds. But the fact of the matter is, if Josh Reynolds is ranks below third, ranks below fourth for sure, he's not playing because he doesn't play special teams. Yeah, and here's the other thing. Yeah. Uh, you know, when they were raving earlier this week about Nick, earlier this week yesterday about Nick Westbrook Aquina, uh, he knows all three positions. He knows all three positions. That's really hard. I asked Mike Vrabel, does does Josh Reynolds know all of the positions? He says he knows more than one. <laughs> so that means Josh Reynolds knows two, but he doesn't know three. So he's less valuable than Nick Westbrook well, Aquina in that regard. Did did Josh Reynolds just close it up once they got jo- Julio Jones? It's, he it's, came here thinking he had a big role. They traded for a great receiver who hasn't been great. He here. was the number two receiver, right? When they when he got here before how can before that Hula be? Jones. But, uh, but he had Reynolds, to be thinking they Josh were going to draft still somebody. Those checks. I know. I'm not saying it's right. I'm just asking what he did. They had to expect they were going to draft somebody substantial. They didn't. And then what did he think? I don't I know. Mean, he's weird. Well, he's he's men- a weird <laughs> dude. I mean, he's <laughs> mentally weak. If that's the case, I'm sorry. I don't. I don't think that's the case. I just don't think he's he's a he's a number three wideout in L.A. who is not capable of being. It's, Paul, it goes back to your saying from years ago: you you can pay a guy all you want, but it doesn't make him a better player. I know, but if he's third in Los Angeles, how can he not be third here? Well, I mean, I think I mean, he, the Rams are better than the Titans offensively. I think he could be a third here. Could be. Well, we're heading into week seven. Yeah, I mean, I think at, at third at best here in this offense. Well, so far, he's been third maybe one week. Another disappointment has been Ferkser to this point. Well, and, and Ferkser's disappointing. But I think really, remember when Arthur Smith became offensive coordinator, all the tight ends were like, "Woo, this is big they, for uh, us. Now the tight end coach becomes offensive coordinator, and Todd Downing's been a downer for the tight ends. He's playing the tight ends less. And what's he calling for, Ferkser? Yeah, it's an I'm, indictment on he's, Todd Downing's feelings. He's, he's, not, he's not featuring his guys by any means. He's like, I've, I've coached these guys long enough. They don't need anything any with his chances, but we haven't seen him dialing up any red no. zone plays for Ferkser or anything either. You guys agree that, they, I mean, it, it's excellent that they beat Buffalo because with the Kansas City short week and the injury concerns, you go 50-50 over this stretch with the roster that they have. That is a that's a that's a victory. They've already got one of that. This four-game stretch? Yeah. No, no. I'm talking about the two-game home stretch here uh prior to visiting Indy. Uh just the two games the top teams in the AFC prior to the start of the season. You already got what you, you wanted. Got one. Was the split between My, these two at least. But I would have said it would go the other way. I but they had them. they did it by only having Henry carry 20 times. They only ran 51 plays against Kansas City. I think it needs to be similar to that. Against Buffalo. Or yeah, yeah. against Buffalo. I think it needs to be similar to that for Kansas City. But I'd like to see 10 more carries for Henry because of the run-the-clock time of possession. You can still score at a high rate. And part of the reason why he only had 20 carries is he had three massive runs and that one touchdown run on that 76-yard drive where he had the 76-yard touchdown. And you, you get a 7-6 lead from there. Hey, but, I'll, I'll be greedy. I'd like to see him win and get it down to 18. 
Yeah, I just don't, win two weeks in a row. With I don't him. think they're winning not, with eighteen carries, Derrick Henry. I, I mean, I, I think I think it has to be a high volume game for him. I just find it hard to believe this team in its state is going to beat both these teams back to back. If they do, I mean, if they win on Sunday, we're coming in here Monday talking about them ranking as well potentially the best team in the AFC. Well, I mean, you, you would, which you would look at and say, name two better wins across the league. Than right. beating Buffalo yeah, and Kansas City, other than you them. didn't do it on the road, you you accomplished both at home. It's going to be tough to find only better thing you can a do a better two pack of wins. Yeah. They uh, so here's the other thing: we have not seen Bud Dupree have that breakout performance yet. No, and part of it's due to the fact that he wasn't ready to go. I mean, missed he's three back. games. He's back. Uh, Landry has been great. Can they find the pass rush with four? Because you can't blitz. You're not going to blitz Josh Allen. They didn't. Uh, you're also not going to blitz Patrick Mahomes. Buffalo didn't, and that worked. They cover with seven. You drop back. Their six defensive back package, I don't know what it looks like right now. Their six defensive back package has looked good uh, in, in certain situations this season. I There are elements to the Titans' scheme on defense that can help them. I, it starts with Dupree having the best game as a Titan so far, I, and we saw him in, in – flashes last week but again best so far and then Landry continuing to be at the pace he's on six and a half sacks through six games excellent can they get to Mahomes can they force Mahomes to stay in the cylinder and then you have Simmons and Autry do what they've been doing recently Ola uh Denny has been quieter it'd be nice for him to to re-emerge a little bit in the in that role um, and Chris Jones is getting called up and playing in this game. Shane Bowen unsolicited yep. mentioned him today. So it's a no-name secondary in a lot in a lot of ways. The Titans, again, have risen to the occasion in circumstances like this. I don't know that we've seen them do it two weeks in a row. Uh, we have. Philadelphia and New England were back-to-back, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, but, that, but Vrabel did mention he wants to see them follow up a win with a good win. That was one of his talking points this week. And... and uh, can't dispute that. He wants to see them rebound and perform well this week despite the injury issues. Uh, more on the Titans. Am I right that a couple of years ago up. the Philadelphia and New England games were back-to-back? It seems right. I think so. That was, that was big. That's that was the kind of thing they need to do here. That, that was, was 2018. It's a long time ago. But that's the kind of scenario this is in terms of quality of opponents back-to-back. This is OutKick 360. So, Chad. You were stunned about the six punts. Yes, I was. I read it. I, I've fallen the sword here. They've they've forced fifteen punts okay. on the season. Kansas City. What'd you see? Six punt returns uh, is what I'm showing uh, on the category. Okay. I mean, it was a remarkable stat because I immediately was like, "Wait six a minute, punt returns. A conversation." That's one punt per game. That that was yes, incredible. Chad. One punt punt per game. Yeah, that's, it sounds that's better. My idiocy uh, looking at the wrong. I, I don't think we should even, you know, let's not even play this segment back. Let's just go with the first stat because it was much more entertaining. Is 15 punts low? Much better, that first stat. 15, 15 punts low? in six games? Yeah. That's like 2.18 punts per game? Look at you, math genius. I just made up the point. I know, but it, I mean. What I said after the point, I just completely made up, but sure. You would expect that from the one of the worst defenses in the league, though, right? Only two I, and a half That's still really punts bad. A game. I mean, two, a little over two punts. Force per game is still very bad. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's indicative of the team that's, you know, the worst defense in the Brett league. Brett Kern can come yeah, back and not even back have to. back and not have to work. Much. Right, yeah. yeah that's, that's that's it's a great week for him. 
You know, this is a Hendon Hooker week. For, it's so for weird, by the way, that we're going to do that. They, they, they caught Townsend on Monday. And then this week they've answered questions about it. And they're like, well, you know, they're talking like he's Kern's not back. Well, he still has to pass protocols and everything. They don't have any contingency in place. So he's clearly going to be back. But right. they still there's pay no lip service there. to I mean, the idea that there's like well, a they, process. But that's not, I mean, if they could just simply say Kern's he'll, he'll back, back without him passing certain, I mean, we, he's, well, he's, playing. he's playing. He's playing. To pass the protocols and everything as the transactions but indicate. But, but they're, they're telling us that by With the getting rid of Townsend. Yeah. Unless they're going to like, you know, <laughs> have Tannehill. Also, Pooch that, that would seem like potentially the second time that Kern had COVID. Wouldn't that be a bold strategy? Yeah. Against the worst defense in the league, <laughs> the Titans are going to start quick kicking with Ryan Tannehill. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to surprise them on, on third down. Or they're, yeah. just, or they're we'll telling us, use, we don't plan on punting We don't plan on punting. If it's fourth down, Or if we must, we'll send out Randy Bullock with his bad shoulder. <laughs> yeah, how's his shoulder He's doing? recovering. Uh, I think he's recovering. <laughs> By the way, that well. shoulder injury won the game for the Titans. Yes, it did. Because that was the penalty on the, the kick return, right? For the yeah. touchdown? Craig Ackerman commended his acting uh, on the penalty. He was a full participant today after not participating yesterday. And Derrick Henry had the day off today. I think of Bullock hurting. I, I don't, don't want to make light of the injury, but I am laughing as I say this. I think of Bullock sacrificing his body and hurting the shoulder for the penalty that ended up helping the Titans win. Much like I think of Roger Dorn in Major League Two when he gets checked into the game because the guy threw him inside and he had to take one for the team. Roger Dorn and Randy Bullock are basically the same person to me, <laughs> physically and athletically. Not physical stature. Even Roger Dorn at that point in his career as a veteran they brought back. said, didn't this guy used to pitch you inside? Jake Taylor said, put him out in the game and he took one for the team and uh, helped the Indians win. Much like uh, Randy Bullock. I don't think their physical stature is similar. You think Corbin Burton's a little smaller, you're saying? Yeah, I'd, I'd probably. Agree. I do. By the way, I made an error on saying Philadelphia and New England were back to back that year. Dallas and New England were back to back that year. My point remaining the same that those were two impressive wins stacked on they top were. of each other that year, as these would be if the Titans beat and the Chiefs. Let's tie this in. Those were also back to back amazing atmospheres at Nissan Stadium with those. And Philly comes to mind too. That was also well, Dallas a win. was away that year. Uh, Phil, I'm talking about Philly. Yeah, Philly and, and New England were both and New England were awesome game. that year. Stand standout games at home as far as fans. This past Monday night, I just looking around, there was not an empty seat. In fact, it's it's a new stadium record in attendance. I it's going to be more of the same on Sunday based on how difficult it is to find a ticket and the fact that Chiefs fans travel like Bills fans, so. I'm here for it. I don't care how many visiting fans are here. The, 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 the crowd on Monday night was awesome. There was an electricity to the building again, and the fact that they won the game, the Titans at home, that matters to the home fans that, that, that went home very happy with the result of that game. And now you have uh, the, the top team in the AFC for the last two years in, in your own backyard with Mahomes, the face of the NFL, quarterbacking a 3-3 three and three team. Right now, and it's week seven, Right now, the Chiefs are the nine seed in the AFC at three and three. That's how that's how competitive the AFC is right now, and the Titans are the three seed at four and two. This is what happens, though. Also, it it looked like a fifty fifty crowd Monday night, and it the atmosphere was also, and I'm watching on television, seemed electric 
because all of those visiting fans, it ups the Titans fans' game. Yes, in it that absolutely stadium, does. Titans fans were way louder than Bills fans, even if it was 50-50. When the Bills did something good, it was not nearly the same level of noise as the Titans fans. There is something about that where Titans fans that are in the building bow up. I was thinking along even these more same so than lines, usual. the thrill of sending them home. They saw those videos of the full airplane, and they're thinking, yeah. we're sending these people home dejected, pissed off, upset. That charges the building, even though it's not the same as like everybody's on the same side. We'll get you charged up for the weekend of football, college and pro tomorrow. Special broadcast here at 6th and Peabody. We're going to be outside. We're taking it out. Going outside. Keith Bullock will join us. We will have J.P. Aaron Sibia on the show and much more. That is the Friday edition of Outkick 360. The good Lord will determine if I wear this jacket tomorrow. Don't block the box. Do lock the locks.